0: With or not your truth or kindness, Lord. With not your truth or kindness, Lord. I'm Susan Hookstra, host of the Notice Podcast, and I thank you for tuning in. On this episode of the Notice, perhaps you've heard the phrase let's agree to disagree. But does that really work? In this ever-changing world of perspectives and values, how do we represent God even when we disagree? Join me for this episode where we discuss how to lovingly disagree with excerpts from Mike Donahey's book, Grace in the Gray. We explore curiosity, self-awareness, humility, and being open to new ways to notice God during disagreements. This summer was our first full summer on our newly purchased 14 acre property. One of the big projects we wanted to tackle this summer was to put in a waterfall in front of our barn. After getting an outrageous estimate from a pond company, I concluded that we could just do it ourselves. Yes friends, I did say that. After all, do it yourselves, it should be easy enough. All you have to do is look at the videos, right? So as I searched pond sites, I became excited about the possibilities. That is, until I realized my first stumbling block. When I went to order the kit, I didn't expect that I have to do an engineering calculation in order to order the right size pump and liner. I tried to figure it out, I really did, but this was math after all. So after eating some humble pie, I asked the salesman to help me. And fortunately, he got me through that hurdle, but I did have to find the right data. Now, it was just about the install. We can do this, I thought. So I gathered my husband, a few friends, and got started. Well, needless to say, this turned out to be quite an undertaking, We got the drainage pond dug out with the help of a friend, but after that, my husband and I were on our own to tackle the design. We decided to put the waterfall in this particular place because there were already rocks around it. What we didn't think about was just how heavy these rocks are. Some were even close to 100 pounds each. I also didn't know liners could leak if not positioned correctly and the fill spot would have to be perfectly level in order to work. I had to concede that the quote we got from the professionals was probably justified. But that wasn't the real challenge. Working on a project when no one has experience is a disaster waiting to happen. Maybe it's because we think we know more than we do, or we get overwhelmed because we don't know what to do, or perhaps we disagree on the best strategy. This reminded me of how much our experience determined our viewpoint. Are we really justified in expressing our opinions if we don't have any experience? I know we have our opinions, but they wouldn't be based on facts then, right? Couple that with insecurity And tension is bound to appear. And if we don't have an experienced pond builder around, who really has the final say? You may ask, well, what does this have to do with disagreement, Susan? Well, everything. This project uh, taught me a lot. First, it reminded me that I do have limitations. I really can't lift a 50-pound rock. It also taught me that none of us are truly do-it-yourselfers. We often need others to help us, especially if we don't know what we're doing. I learned that feeling overwhelmed and bitterness can even look the same, and that feeling inept and defensive can too. I learned how perspectives are diverse and often based on the truth we obtain from our experiences rather than training our knowledge. Of course, this kind of diversity can be amazing, leading us to broader perspectives. But most often, it simply leads to disagreement. And of course, disagreements are the same as conflict. And then we have to disagree on how we're going to resolve conflict. So at the end of the day, insults were thrown, discouragement bubbled over, and tears were shed was this really about the waterfall? Friends, we know conflict is inevitable, but our responses to it can vary. When it comes to conflict, I've typically seen individuals respond one of three ways. Fight, flight, or freeze. Fighting looks like a bulldozer pushing through the conflict until it gets resolved. There seems to be a push towards someone being right and someone being wrong in order to get resolution. Flight is when someone simply runs away from the conflict by isolating themselves. And freeze, well, this is when we respond by being so paralyzed with fear, we simply can't do anything. If I think about these three responses, they seem rather negative, but are they? Aren't there times we really do need to confront someone? Aren't there times we need to remove ourselves from a situation so it doesn't escalate? And aren't there times we should pause before our next word or action? This summer, in addition to doing a waterfall, I did a book study on the property on Grace in the Gray, a book by Mike Donahue, singer-songwriter with 10th Avenue North. For years, i followed Mike and have appreciated his deep insights. But what surprised me most about the book was his emphasis on self-awareness more than the disagreement itself. He encouraged us to take a look at ourselves first, not the person we may be in disagreement with. His first encouragement is us for us to be more curious. No need to jump on the first thing someone says until we get a better feel for where they're coming from. He directs us to offer to others a simple statement. Tell me more. Too often, we're more than ready to shout out our opinion without actually hearing the other person out. Proverbs 15.1 tells us, a gentle answer turns away wrath but a harsh word stirs up anger perhaps a simple tell me more buys us some time to do just that another chapter in the book is called put a fork in it mike shares a story of a mishap he had with a blender a smoothie and a fork needless to say it didn't go so well mike further explains how opinions based on the root of bitterness are just like this mishap. We can all have great things to put in our smoothie, but if we leave the fork in the blender, which he calls the root of bitterness, then disaster strikes, and you'll find yourself cleaning up a big mess. Hebrews 12, 15 tells us, See to it that no one comes short of the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springing up causes trouble, and by it many be defiled. The next point he brings up is what I translated into the concept of reframing or acknowledgement. Reframing can be one of the best ways to acknowledge another's viewpoints. But I want to warn you, there are two kinds of reframing. One is the kind of reframing in which we reiterate what somebody else said so they know you understand their viewpoint. Reframing in the therapeutic sense Is more about looking at a situation, thought, or feeling from another angle and encouraging someone to adopt your viewpoint. This kind of reframing may leave someone feeling as though you aren't acknowledging their viewpoint. But what it really means is we have to slow down and listen. I love James 2.19, which states, My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. But perhaps one of the most challenging things Mike discusses surrounding self-awareness is to get comfortable with tension. Some people just don't agree. And is it possible to have conversations with others with different perspectives and be okay with being different? Does one person have to be right and the other wrong? Or could both be right at the same time? Couldn't two individuals look at the same situation but simply experience it differently? And if we accept that, are we sacrificing our values or humbly agreeing that we just don't know it all? Getting back to that waterfall project, Looking back, it's easy for me to recognize that I became overwhelmed with the responsibility and my husband felt bad that he didn't have the kind of experience or knowledge to know what to do. Frankly, both of us were in over our head. Instead of recognizing our lack of experience and accepting that about each other, things got tense. And naturally, we don't like tension. Perhaps in the tension... Is God trying to stretch us? Could he be trying to help us understand a deeper reflection of his love? Maybe Proverbs 14, 29 gives us a little perspective. If you stay calm, you are wise. But if you have a hot temper, you only show how stupid you are. Friends, I didn't write that. And of course, what do we do with the big O word? What's the O word? offense. In that waterfall moment where neither of us knew what we were doing, we both felt offended. Perhaps this is what Mike is referring to as self-awareness. We were both approaching the problem from a position of weakness, not strength. I got offended because he didn't understand how overwhelmed I felt, and he got offended because I didn't understand how inept he felt. Perhaps this would be a good time to utilize Proverbs 19.11, which states, A person's wisdom yields patience. It is to one's glory to overlook an offense. Which makes me draw this overwhelming conclusion. To lovingly disagree requires nuance. After all, many of us weren't trained in conflict resolution or how to have disagreements lovingly. That's a lot more to this than we think. And that means we need to develop more skill, spiritual skills. But perhaps what concerns me most n- now is how we present ourselves to this crazy opinionated world of social media. I am continually amazed at how often we throw out all these wise verses and skills out the window. Friends, do we really have to share our opinion And can we really overlook an offense? Or do we have enough self-control to keep ourselves from correcting others? The worst is when our opinions aren't validated. So then that's when we press into them to the point of no return. I know you've seen this happen on social media. Instead, why not utilize Romans 14.10, which states, a fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. So, lastly, back to that waterfall. After the tension built up and my husband and I took our frustrations out on one another, we realized we needed help from someone who has done this before. Fortunately, our pastor had experience and came over for about an hour and fixed the entire problem. And frankly, he made it look so easy. But for us, it really wasn't. This reminded me of Isaiah 55, 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. Let's face it. We just don't know everything. And even though I'll take a risk and do something I've never done before, like build a waterfall, it doesn't mean I really know what I'm doing. Nor do I expect everyone else does, but I know God does. Perhaps he is the one who can help me navigate the nuances of disagreement. Indeed, the Holy Spirit is the one who can help us live in love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, and self-control. But we do need help developing those spiritual skills. So if you are someone who wants to further explore this disagreement topic, attend the upcoming workshop at Maple Ridge Place on Saturday, November 18th from 10 to 4. We will spend a good part of the workshop reviewing some of the principles we found in Mike's book, but we will also have some time to work through different scenarios and practice applying these skills to a situation. I can't wait to see what God will do. But I promise you, you won't have to finish that waterfall. What are spiritual skills? Are they scripts from the Bible? Or are they a set of skills we develop over time with practice? I don't know about you, but in my experience, as I interact with the Holy Spirit, I find it's actually both. There are times when I've said or done something that is so unlike my flesh that I have to admit it was the Holy Spirit doing it for me. There are other times I find myself utilizing some of the spiritual skills I've learned over time in practice. And frankly, when I've seen both operating simultaneously, I'm deeply moved. So yes, I would say we need practice. Practice often comes from an experience that's set before us, but what if we practiced in order to prepare us? So consider involving yourself in the upcoming Disagree Workshop. As unknown once said, hope is praying for rain, but faith is bringing an umbrella. Until next time, take notice.